Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. It's time to play like a jet. With your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen. Human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Wilson going to the air. Chased out by Daquan Jones. Wilson looking end zone, wide open, touchdown! First NFL touchdown for Zach Wilson! And it goes to Corey Davis. Down the middle, he's got it. Elijah Moore, the 20, the 10, the 5, touchdown! Jones has just caught flat-footed. What an excellent, excellent round. He'll hit immediately. He's got the handoff. You know that's the Q-inator. Oh, my gosh. Listen, thank you. From the playlikeajet.com digital studio. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And it is time to answer some mailbag questions. So, for that, we bring in our friend who is the owner, the operator, the lead reporter, the whole shebang over at jetsinsider.com. And above all that, a very big deal, Mr. Chris Nimbley. Chris, what's going on, sir? Uh, you know, just mailbagging it. Just, just getting there, uh, <laughs> going to the mailbox, getting it out, ready to answer some questions for you guys. You know, that's about it. Let's start with Camaroto. He says, everyone loves Robert Sala, has the look of a leader, optimist, great communicator, never a wrong word in interviews or press conferences. Only fault I see is he seems dogmatic, i.e. insisting on heavy defensive line substitutions. When should we as fans start questioning him? What if his defense is still bottom three in 2022? I think that's when you would start questioning him if his defense is bottom three again in 2022. As of right now, there's certainly some questions. Obviously, Salah himself knows that he made mistakes. He talked about that in the year-end presser. We'll see if he improves upon that. But if we come out of 2022 with more questions and answers, then yeah, it's going to be a problem. And as you said, if the defense is anywhere near bottom three again in 2022, that's going to be a problem. I always hate years like this uh, year was because it just sounds like so much excuse making, but it's also, it's not excuse. It's just reality. 
they went into this season with so many holes and just willing to just kind of tread water at so many spots and then the injuries on top of it. Now they'll have a full, uh, another full off season to go ahead and spend and uh, shape the roster in their image and having two full off seasons. It's not, it's still not going to be perfect, but if, him being a defensive coach can't get it turned around at that point, then yeah, it's going to be alarming. I do. I think that I like, I think his rotations thing is always going to be a little frustrating. I think there's always going to be some things that are frustrating. Um, Like as if everything goes as good as it can possibly go, there's still always going to be some things. Uh, But I, I think, you know, there's, Patriots fans have decent reason to be frustrated with some stuff Belichick does, you know, like they all make mistakes. Uh, They all stubbornly cling to stupid, uh, you know, nonsense that they shouldn't stubbornly cling to. It's just the, the rotations thing I think does pay off more down the road. You would like to see, you know, make some exceptions, uh, not saying obviously that Quinn and level uh, Quinn and Williams is is anywhere near like Aaron Donald level, but you're certainly not gonna be rotating Aaron Donald. Like, why would you do that? And I would s- s- sit there and say again, Quinn is not there, but maybe don't rotate him as much as you rotate everybody else. Like, he's your best guy. I get the idea of rotating, but I I don't necessarily see you're gonna see too many of that. So I do think there's gonna be frustrations. But you know he, he knows what he's doing. I think when he gets more players that fit exactly what he's looking for, and he's not relying on undrafted rookies to play those roles, I think you're going to see a lot, a lot uh, better, and lot, things make a lot more sense and fit and work together in cohesion. Camarotto also asks, of the new coaching hires, how many of them do you think will make it past year three? This is really interesting. So he lists them out, and I'll go one by one with you, Chris. Matt Eberflus, Bears. I think he's going to make it. I like Matt Eberflus a lot. I did a lot of research on him before he ended up not getting hired by the Jets. He was a candidate last year before they hired Salah. I like his leadership style. I think he's going to do a lot of good work with the defense. And I think that Getze, who's the guy that he brought in, who was the passing him coordinator with the Packers, who Aaron Rodgers speaks very highly of, will do good things with Justin Fields. And I think Eberflus is going to make it past three years. Yeah, this is going to be very close to a push for me just because I, I don't know. Looking at that roster, man, it's, I don't know. There, It's a weird mixture of like win now from the last couple of years to, you know, Justin Fields and building for the future. I just don't know if that that mixture of roster is, is really going to be good enough to get them there. But I'll lean towards saying yes, uh, be just because Chicago and defensive guys, I, I think that they'll give him a little bit of more uh, leeway than some of these other places will. And I have a feeling I'm going to be saying no to a, most of these. Dennis Allen, Saints. I'm going to say no. I think Allen will probably last two years and then somebody else will come in. Maybe it's Aaron Glenn. Maybe it's somebody completely from the outside, but... 
I just think Dennis Allen in a lot of ways makes sense because this is a messy situation, but because it's a messy situation, it's going to be almost impossible for anybody to succeed. So I think Allen's probably gone within two years. Yeah, there's uh, he would have to do uh, like an absolutely incredible job to uh, he's he's basically being asked to do an impossible task. Texans, Lovey Smith. Yeah, I'd be very surprised if he's still there in three years. I think he was more or less hired to be fired, which is what happened with David Cully. And it's a shame because, Chris, when we talked at length about the hirings, you and I both said that Cully did a better job than people ever expected him to do. And in the process, they may have even developed a quarterback. We'll see what happens with Davis Mills, but he looked a lot better than people thought he would. A lot of people didn't even think he was going to play this year. And when he did play, he was one of the better rookie quarterbacks. So I think Lovey Smith is probably going to be gone within two years, and they're going to go and do what they probably wanted to do all along, which is hire Josh McCown. Yeah, this is even more obvious than the Dennis Allen one. Lovey Smith is absolutely a placeholder, and you're exactly right. They specifically want Josh McCown. And is is not, I mean, everybody knows how I think about Josh McCown. Great guy. I get the fascination with Josh McCown. I do. I truly do get it. But, like, they just couldn't bring themselves to uh, have him skip the line ahead of somebody else. So they're going to wait, and they'll do it at a later date. He'll be gone. No question. Doug Peterson, Jaguars. I think he'll make it past three years. I'm not sure how much beyond three years. That'll all depend on how far Trevor Lawrence carries that offense and that team in general. But I think he's that calm, stabilizing presence right now. And I think that Lawrence will play well enough for Peterson to look good enough to get past the three years. It'll sort of be like what happened with Carson Wentz in the early going with the Eagles. For Trevor Lawrence's sake, I hope that he turns out better than Wentz did in the end. But I think Peterson will sort of ride Trevor Lawrence's coattails to being there more than three years. Yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say yes to this one. I I think the the biggest uh, possible derailment of it is actually just you know may, Doug Peterson maybe not getting along with other people in that uh, mm-hmm. front office, maybe trying to create some waves. But Jags, obviously, Urban Meyer was an exception here because of what a mess it was. But they're pretty patient, so I I will go ahead and and feel confident about saying yes to Doug Peterson. Josh McDaniels, Raiders. Ooh, this is a tough one because I could see McDaniels succeeding and doing well and working with Carr or whoever the next quarterback is and being there for a while, but I could also see him being the same conceited son of a bitch that he was when he was in Denver that caused him to flame out and have the entire NFL Combine 10 years ago making jokes about what a jerk he was. I don't know where to go on this one. I'm going to say he doesn't make it past three years just because I think ultimately his ego is going to get the better of him again. Yeah, three years is an interesting line right there because it's right there. Uh, and I'm going to say no, too. I, I, I Something's going to happen, and he's going to spiral and flame out there. I just, I, I think in a lot of ways it's, again, this is the whole offensive coordinator just make him like if you could just make him the offensive coordinator for Derek Carr and Waller and get some more weapons in there, I I'd be all for that. But you put him in big boy seat 
and put him in charge of everything, and I'm terrified. I I don't trust it. I I don't trust it at all. So, offensive coordinator wise, I think he's really great for the, the them, but no. Nathaniel Hackett, Broncos. Man, this is a tough one. I think this really depends on what happens at quarterback. If the Broncos land Aaron Rodgers, I think Hackett is pretty much guaranteed to be there for three years. If not, and they have to go out and get a quarterback, I think a lot of that depends on who they get. I'm going to be a pessimist here and say that they end up not solving the quarterback problem, and Hackett is gone before the fourth year. Like you said, Aaron Rodgers, that's an exception. Uh, but right now, that this is another one of these rosters that they're built to win right now. But they don't have a quarterback, and I don't know how or they're going to find one, what they're going to do, and I don't trust uh, them to be able to figure it out, who they have in place. Plus, they who knows what's going on with ownership in this this team. Uh, this, the Broncos are going to be one of the hardest teams to figure out for a little while, uh, and I don't think any of it's going to be good. Kevin O'Connell, Vikings. This is a tough one, too, because I assume that after next year, they're probably going to move on from Kirk Cousins when his contract is up. And then it also becomes a question of who do they get as their next quarterback? And also when it comes to these disciples of Shanahan or McVay, it's such a coin toss. You just don't know how it's going to work out. So I'm going to be a pessimist again here and say it's not going to work out for O'Connell. Yeah, I'm I'm the same here. Again, this it's a similar thing with this Vikings roster too. That it's still they've been trying to dig out the last couple of years, but they went all out for a couple of years and now they're they're a little weird mixture. Uh, all that money tied up in Dalvin Cook and Kirk Cousins and then Justin Jefferson's what the spurs that whole offense uh Defense is a mess. I just, but the the saving grace there really is whatever happens to Aaron Rodgers, whether it is this year or next. He's he's on the way out soon, and that division, but there's not a lot of competition there. So that's the one thing that I think that could probably save him is uh, he he might be able to win division with not that great of a team, but. Yeah, I'm still I'm still gonna say no on that one. Brian Dable, Giants. Oh, this is a tough one too, because I think a lot of this depends on whether or not they're able to develop a quarterback. One thing though that I think he's got in his favor is that him and Shane are on the same page. They've got a similar vision, and I think the Giants are a team that generally preaches patience. So I think he'll make it to at least year four. Yeah, I I got that same exact logic there. I think that when regard, I don't know how good like the ceiling is going to be here, but I think that they're going to be uh, competent enough and not embarrassing enough that the the Giants are going to feel comfortable rolling into four or year four or five with with them for sure. I. I Part of the reason, the biggest reason why I'm saying I don't know about the ceiling is just because I don't know about that offense and what they're going to stick with Daniel Jones, what there. But I think that they'll be competent enough on the same page that it's not going to be an embarrassment. Finally, the last one here on this list Mike McDaniel, Dolphins. 
This is a tricky one too because like we said with Kevin O'Connell, a lot of this is going to depend on what happens with the quarterback spot in the roster. Here's what I will say. I had somebody whose opinion generally I trust tell me that Mike McDaniel is one of the smartest football people he's ever spoken to. And this is somebody who's spoken to almost everybody at some point. On top of that, I like Miami's roster for the most part. A lot of this is going to depend on Tua. If McDaniel can turn Tua into a top 15 quarterback, which I don't think is out of the question, then I think the Dolphins should be a reasonably successful team. Again, I'm not saying they're going to win a Super Bowl, but I think they could be in the playoff mix most years if their roster is healthy and Tua is able to become a top 15-ish quarterback. They've got really good players on defense. We saw that last year. So I'm going to take a chance here and say that McDaniel will last the four years, but I wouldn't be shocked at all if he doesn't. Yeah, I'm going to say no. I'm going the other direction here, and I think it's because of the most of the talent on that team is on the defensive side of the ball, and now they're going to go make this shift to the offense, and then by the time they get the offense turned around, I feel like the defense is going to fall apart. And also, I just – I don't know, man. I'm not a believer in Tua at, Tua at this point. I, I just – I don't I don't think he has the ceiling to make the the plays. He 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 can't make the throws, too many shot puts, not even like deep down the field. He just does some weird stuff where he just like kind of just tosses the ball like I I I'm not a believer in him. Um and they they seem to be all in on trying to build around him. So I'm going to stick with no. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.
Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Next question comes in from one of our favorites, the man who pioneered the phrase usurper, Peter J. Dillard. He says, can we please see a team without Ryan Griffin, Daniel Brown, and Tyler Croft at tight end? Clearly, LaFleur likes 12 personnel. Please tell me this year is the year Joe Douglas brings in tight ends so we can enjoy watching that position for once. I think they're going to. I think for sure they're going to. Now, whether they do it via the draft, via free agency, or both combined, we'll find out. But I think they know that tight end is the biggest need they have on offense. They've got to do something about it. And as much as, Chris, you and I like making jokes about Ryan Griffin, no on principle, and Daniel Brown, book jokes, of course, I think they realize that despite that benefit to people who listen to play like a Jet, they've got to do something at tight end, and they've got to do it now. Yeah, I would expect uh, both of them, uh, the, the free agency and the draft, uh, that they, they'll acquire one from each. Now, you know, that could be one big money free agent and one late round draft pick or one small uh, depth uh, signing and one second or third round draft pick. But I think you'll, you'll see something like that. That's a position they're going to uh, definitely try to uh, target and address. I don't know how they're going to do it, what, what their vision for it is, but they're, they're going to. And I think, it's it's super important. This, you know, you can always use more help in that offensive line, but getting a, a a quality tight end is far more important, in my opinion, than a receiver for this offense. Uh, yeah, they they need to do it, and and they know that. Couldn't agree more with you, Chris. Next question comes in from King Lampert. He says. What are the Jets going to do a kicker? I can't help but think it's an undervalued position from watching playoff games decided by a kick. It's a huge difference maker for me at a stage of a season where fine margins count. If the Jets are serious about challenging, shouldn't they place more importance on it? Well, to be fair, the Jets would have to be at a point where they're contending for a playoff spot. But I do agree with you. They have got to do something. A kicker, whether that's a veteran or drafting somebody in the sixth or seventh round if they pick up an extra pick. I know they don't actually have a sixth or seventh rounder right now, but they could get one in a trade down or something. You and I talked about this last year, Chris. I'm not upset they didn't take McPherson because I didn't expect them to use a fifth rounder on a kicker. But I did think they should have used one of those sixth rounders to take Jose Borregales, who was sitting on Tampa's practice squad all year, protected. They wouldn't let him go. I think they understand that he's going to be a good kicker in the NFL. I know kicker is not the most important position. The Jets have much bigger worries, but it would be nice if they could just get a reliable kicker, solve that problem for a decade, and then we don't have to go through this circus every offseason where I have to ask you questions about which kicker is pulling ahead in camp between loser A, loser B, and loser C. I think you know there's uh, I want nothing to do with those conversations. <laughs> uh, I, especially on the hot training camp days when, when those the kicking drills come, man, I, I can't wait to not pay attention to that. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I sit out there sweating. I'm like, all right, let me let me go ahead and just cool off here. Um, but this is just – teams always look at it this way. When they're not expecting to, like, compete, like, you know, they, they can't bank on making playoffs, 
eh, how much money is is really worth to invest in that that kicker? Uh, if you they they know that they need to go and find that too now. It's not that can be harder. Like this is one thing that always baffles me and some of my friends. Like, man, it can't be that hard to kick. How can it be that hard to find kickers that can just kick the ball through the uprights? You get paid millions of dollars a year. Like it can't be that hard to do it. But it for some, whatever reason it is, it, it seems to be that hard to find people who can do it consistently in the game and uh they're they're gonna try i i just man i don't have faith that they're gonna be able to get it done this year that's gonna wrap up part one of the mailbag we'll have part two for you tomorrow in the meantime make sure you check out everything we're doing at playlikeajet.com and the play like a jet youtube channel the thunder from down under luke grant has got some great videos up there taking a look at dalton schultz who could be a jets target free agency at tight end speaking of tight end he's got a great video up there of trey mcbride the tight end out of colorado state and what he thinks mcbride could do for the jets offense if the jets were to draft him he's got a video up reviewing zach wilson most recent performance against the Buffalo Bills and breaking down how he went from being a turnover-prone quarterback to a turnover-free quarterback. That's all on our YouTube channel right now, so check out those videos and subscribe if you haven't already. Visit our store at tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-Public.com. We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quinn and Williams, Bless You, Thank You shirt, the Play Like a Jet logo shirt, the Zach the Ripper shirt, the Zach Says Go Long shirt, mugs, hoodies, caps, it's all there, tpublic.com, that's T-E-E-Public.com, and make sure you give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you can go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and playlikeajet.com. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. 
Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.